This is Kim Meyer, host of Choose to Rise. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Hey, this is Lee. And this is Chelsea. And we are the host of your new favorite sales podcast, See Jane Sell. Join us every Thursday for a new episode where we will tackle the realistic world of sales and maybe teach you a thing or two along the way. You can subscribe to CJ and Sell on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Spotify. Thanks, and enjoy the following podcast on Public House Media. Hello, hello. Welcome, and thank you for joining the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. I am your host, Jenna Burt. I'm a military spouse of almost 10 years, a health and fitness enthusiast, a mom, and a newly registered dental assistant. Again, thank you for being here with me today. And if you find that today's episode resonates with you or speaks to you, or you know someone that could benefit from hearing today's episode, I highly, highly encourage you to share it. Also, I love, love, love feedback, any and all feedback. So if you would like to leave me some feedback, please feel free to email me at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at Confessions of a Military Spouse, Instagram at Confessions of a Mill Spouse, or at publichousemedia.org. So I feel like today's topic is going to be a little bit of a hot one because I am going to be talking all about TRICARE and the military medical system. So with that being said, let's not waste any time and go ahead and dive right in. spent my fair share of time at military medical facilities. And obviously it is not my first choice of places to be on a regular basis, but I have a lot of stuff going on and sometimes you just need to see a doctor. So for those of you who don't know what TRICARE is, TRICARE is the military's health insurance. So like most other jobs um, that offer health insurance, The military offers health insurance as well, and ours is called TRICARE. And there's generally two types of insurance with any insurance plans, and TRICARE is obviously no different. TRICARE's um, different plans are TRICARE Prime and TRICARE Standard. So for those of you people who maybe understand medical a little bit and know that there are these two different plans, usually one is an HMO and one is a PPO, Try to kind of think about it in that situation slash scenario. So with the TRICARE insurances, there's a couple differences, and I'm going to talk about those really quick to give you guys a little bit of an understanding. And one insurance, you mainly have to be seen on military facilities by military doctors, and you need a referral for literally everything. Like, hey, you want to go to the bathroom? Let me give you a referral for that. Okay. That's a little extreme, but it's kind of true. And the other thing with that specific plan is that you don't have any co-pays and that specific plan is TRICARE Prime. 
The other plan that TRICARE has is TRICARE Standard. And from my understanding, you can basically go to any doctor you want, whether it's military or non-military. You can see any specialist that you want or need to see without a referral and basically do whatever you want uh, when it comes to your health care. Um, but the downfall that I've heard is that it comes with copays. I will primarily be talking about TRICARE Prime in this episode because that's the insurance that I have had since I've been a military spouse for the last almost 10 years. So the one common and biggest misconception that I hear a lot of times and that I want to set straight right away is that our health care is free. The simple answer to that is no. Our health care is not free. Our spouses do have to pay for their families to have health care, as anybody else with health care providing for their family does as well. How much do they pay? Well, to be 100% honest with you, I have no idea, and they probably have no idea either. I think it's on their LES statement somewhere, and we could probably look it up and figure it out, but it's automatically taken out of their check, and it's been that way for however long they've had dependents on their insurance, so they have no reason to know or look or whatever the situation is because it is what it is, and you can't do it any differently. Um, so like I said, our healthcare is definitely not free. The next thing that I want to address is how we have no copays when we have TRICARE Prime, like I said earlier, and how it must be so nice. And let me just tell you, having this insurance for almost 10 years, I will say yes, it is nice. It is nice not having to pay for healthcare visits every single time I have to go because, like I said earlier as well, I have a lot of stuff going on and sometimes I have to see the doctor a lot. It was also nice not having to pay a single dime whenever I had my daughter. But that doesn't mean it doesn't come with its downfalls. And that's where the military medical system comes into play. If you have TRICARE Prime, the standard of care is to be seen at a military medical facility if you live within a certain distance of the facility. I think the distance um, at one point, and it may still be, be this way, today, but I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's like 60 miles. Like if you live within 60 miles of any military base, you and you have TRICARE Prime, you're supposed to be seen on that base. Yes, 60 miles, guys. So let's talk about that for a minute. So first of all, imagine that you're sick or your child's sick and has an earache or you had to leave work to get your kid to take them to the doctor And the closest military medical facility is 58.3 miles away. And you live in California and there's traffic. (laughs) You guys, that's not a fun drive because you usually only go to the doctor when something's wrong. And I'm not sure if everybody listening has ever had a child with an earache, but if you have, you know exactly how miserable they are. And then imagine having to drive a minimum of an hour If you don't live in California and traffic isn't bad, just to see a doctor for 10 minutes for them to look in their ears and tell you, oh, yes, they have an ear infection and to get you a prescription for medicine. And then you have to go wait at the pharmacy to get your medications filled, which is a whole nother story for a whole nother day. 
So now you've drove to the doctor, you've waited at the pharmacy, your kid is screaming their head off because they're in so much pain, and then you have to drive that same amount of time back home. Minimum an hour with no traffic. It is most definitely not pleasant. Now, let me just say there are exceptions to this rule, which are if military facilities within that certain distance are not accepting new patients, which was luckily the case in my situation when I moved back to San Diego, (laughs) that both Miramar and Camp Pendleton were so full and not accepting new patients that I was able to see a doctor out in town that also accepts TRICARE. So that's the one, I guess, of the exceptions is that if these military facilities are full and not accepting new patients, then sometimes, yes, you are allowed to go out in town and see non-military doctors. However, that does not negate the fact that even though you're seeing a provider outside of the military hospital or medical facility or whatever, it doesn't mean you don't need a referral to see a specialist because... You still do. And I've had to see a few specialists while seeing non-military facility doctors, and I still have to have a referral. It still can delay the process quite a bit, especially when the referral gets lost. They decide not to approve it for whatever reason. It wasn't coded right, this, that, or the other. The sky is blue, and we just don't want to approve it. Whatever the situation is that they decide not to go through with the referral and approve it, which, yes, Unfortunately, that happens. Now, let's talk about the military medical facilities themselves. Oh boy, (laughs) what can I say and where do I even start? And those of you that are military spouses listening to this podcast, I'm sure like instantly, that instantly like triggered something within you regarding a not so great experience that you've had. And I've had my share, fair share of both military medical facilities and non-military medical facilities. I've had my fair share of good military doctors and bad military doctors, good non-military doctors and bad non-military doctors. So I don't really think it's fair to say that all military medical facilities and doctors are bad and have a bad experience and aren't going to give you the care that you need. However, I do know that It's probably the general assumption and feeling from most military spouses. With that being said, to shed some light on this situation and these medical facilities, I want to share my experience in regards to military medical facilities and non-military medical facilities and the differences that I've personally had. So I was diagnosed by a non-military medical... When the big wireless carriers start trying to get you to splurge your tax return on the latest nonsense this year, just tune it out. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199 on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com. ...facility when I was pregnant with my daughter, and mind you guys, she's going to be seven soon, so probably seven years ago. And I was diagnosed with a vitamin B12 deficiency. Now, to be honest, it didn't really come as a shock to me seeing as other members in my family have this same deficiency and it is genetic. So I didn't, I wasn't surprised by it at all. 
At the time, though, that I was diagnosed, I was young and didn't really know much better to research this on my own and kind of dive deeper into it and see why I was deficient other than the fact that it was genetics. Um, And of course, I trusted the doctor and I trusted that the doctor knew what they were doing. And to be honest, they did to a certain extent. At that point, whenever I was diagnosed, I went through some testing and found out that my body just does not absorb vitamin B12 through oral vitamins, through my food, or really through anything else. So I had to start B12 injections. And when they first tested my vitamin B12 levels, they were literally non-detectable. Like they were so low, they weren't even registering on the blood test. And that's, of course, when they started the injections. And then they gave me injections until my levels were quote-unquote normal. And I will explain why I say quote-unquote normal in just a little bit. But this went on for years. From doctor to doctor, from base to base, every doctor would just test to make sure that my levels were in this quote-unquote normal range. And then there were even some doctors that I unfortunately had to inform, hey, I have this deficiency. I need you to test me and see what my levels are. And then this is how it has to be treated. And at that point is when I started self-injecting vitamin B12 um, per the doctor because they weren't really versed on what to do and how to treat it. But I had been dealing with it for so long that I obviously knew. So remember how I said earlier this went on for years? Well, it wasn't until November of 2017 when I was being seen at a non-military facility and believe it or not, a very small town close to my hometown that a doctor finally decided and knew enough to question why my body didn't absorb this vitamin. And it's not that other doctors hadn't questioned it because they did and they would run the basic tests and everything would come back normal. So they just let it go. But this doctor finally decided to do further testing and decided to refer me to a gastroenterologist. And you guys, I will never forget walking into that appointment with gastroenterologist thinking, oh, it's just another doctor that's just going to blow me off. She's going to laugh off the fact that I have this deficiency. Tell me that everything is normal and to just to go about my business. Meanwhile, my symptoms for vitamin B12 deficiency had definitely been increasing. And by that point, I had done so much more research and knew that quote unquote normal was not the same as optimal. And at that point, I was really ready to put up a fight for my health. Um, I was in a very, very bad place. I My levels were still in the quote unquote normal range, but All of these symptoms that I was having was affecting my health. It was affecting my relationships. It was affecting me being a parent. It was affecting me at work and the way that I was working as an employee. It was so bad. And I had gotten to such a rock bottom point with this that I was ready to do whatever I could to make myself feel better. So I walk into this appointment just ready to go to war and present all of this stuff to this doctor, to this gastroenterologist. And much to my surprise, there was actually no fight necessary. The gastroenterologist knew exactly what she was doing. 
And I actually remember making a joke about my vitamin B12 deficiency whenever I first met this gastroenterologist. And you guys, this woman quickly shut me down and told me that this was absolutely not a joking matter. To which I, of course, replied, I know that, but after not being hurt for so many years and being shuffled through all of these doctors and military facilities and, you know, TRICARE and this, that, and the other, you get used to it. Needless to say, she wasn't very happy and it was a little bit of a rough start. But shortly after that appointment, I was scheduled for an upper GI And found out that not only do I have a vitamin B12 deficiency, but I also have something called pernicious anemia, and I also have autoimmune gastritis, all of which were contributing to my vitamin B12 deficiency, which was triggering all of these symptoms and even distorting my red blood cells, which is why I was feeling the way I was feeling. So after that, um, I started a pretty intense regimen to get my vitamin B12 levels to an optimal state not just a normal state. And that's the difference that I'm talking about when I say quote unquote normal, because especially with this, you can have quote unquote normal lab results. So within that normal range or what they consider normal, but it doesn't mean that it's actually optimal for you. And obviously every person is different. I'm not a medical doctor. I am not providing medical advice for anybody. Um, but what I am saying is that if you feel like something's wrong, do your research, talk to other people and go in and fight for your health. Because even in the TRICARE system, it is possible to get the help that you need. So the difference that I have seen and felt since starting that intense regimen and since getting my levels to that optimal state has been amazing. Words can't even describe it. Um, I finally feel like myself again. But what is so sad about it is that there are so many military spouses who are dealing with these very, very similar things that may never get the answers that I got. And unfortunately, that's the harsh reality of what it's like to be a military spouse trying to navigate these military medical facilities. Now, I do want to say, do I think that these military medical facilities are all to blame? Absolutely not. They have so much going on and have to treat so many people with extremely limited resources. They just can't know or do it all. So I definitely don't think that they are totally to blame. Do I think that they could be better? Well, I mean, couldn't everybody? Now, that's not to say that, again, all of these military medical facilities are bad because I actually had a military doctor who gave me an over... I was battling a very, very serious um, period of time of migraines where I was having probably two to three migraines a week. And for those of you that suffer migraines, you know how debilitating they are. And then trying to work while having a child and a deployed spouse is so, so difficult. And I actually had a military doctor who, um, quote unquote prescribed me because it's all over the counter medications, but told me about this regimen, this over the counter regimen as a preventative for migraines. And she told me to start it. And she said, I'm not going to lie. It's going to take at least three months for you to notice any kind of a difference. 
Um, but I guess she had had a lot of experience in um, head and neck and all kinds of stuff related to headaches and migraines and that kind of that kind of stuff. And so she said, go get these medications, try them at least for three months. She said six months would be ideal. And let me know if you see a difference. And ever since I started those over-the-counter preventative medications, my migraines have gone down so significantly. It is mind-blowing. So it's not to say that it's that the military medical facilities and these military doctors are all shit and they're all terrible and nobody's ever going to get anything good out of them because that's not the case. That's not the case at all. And as I said before, this is only one example of some crazy things that have happened to me. And I won't even get into the time where I should have been seen by a specialist. I never got a referral. And then a year later, I got a certified letter in the mail Asking if I got the treatment that I needed because they were auditing charts and came across mine and noticed that I should have been referred to a specialist. Yeah, so there's that. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. But like I said, the purpose of this whole podcast is to let other military spouses that know that they are not alone and that other military spouses are dealing with these same things that they are. And to keep fighting for their health and their rights to be heard and to bring awareness to non-military members that not everything is as it seems. So the next time that you decide to make one of those comments about how nice it is that we get free health care or something along those lines, I just want you guys to take a minute and think about all of the military spouses and children out there who may never have the answers that they truly need. Thank you so much for being here today with me on this beautiful Tuesday. I hope that you all have an amazing day. And again, if any of this resonated with you or you have any thoughts about it, somebody else you know needs to hear it, please, please, please hit that share.